Hi, welcome to the Thanking Podcast, the official podcast of Thanking.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions. Anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Apple, NVIDIA, and AMD. Thank you. Okay, uh, today is Wednesday night. It's 11.17 p.m. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just be uploading uh, stock tar, tar, stock tar list, stock tier list uh, part two in replacement of my regular weekly episode. Um, I think there's a lot of good tidbits in there. I'm more aware and conscious of, you know, just having it be recorded for the podcast. So I think the flow is even better uh, than my last one. Um, you know, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback for uh, people that can't make it to the regular programming on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, but this will be, you know, one of the rare cases where uh, you know, a Twitch stream uh, recording will take precedence over the weekly podcast. I could potentially record the weekly podcast um, for uh, this week. However, I just feel a little bit bad recording it on a Wednesday when it's so early on in the week. So uh, forgive me this one time. I'm going to go ahead and just upload this part two of the stock tier list. I hope you all enjoy and I will go ahead and see you all next week. Thank you so much and enjoy. What about selling options on futures for something like the micro S&P 500 futures? Um... So the thing about futures is that it you need to be a very particular person to trade it. Futures aren't for everybody, where I think stocks are. Uh, a lot of people get caught in this like recursive loop where they think they're good enough for one style of trading that's particularly hard, aka day trading. Uh, and then they start looking at every single possibility, every single style, and they try to fit to that particular mold futures are just really really in another world like you have to absolutely be ready i'm not ready for it and i'm not good enough for futures so i stay away because i'm good at other particular styles of trading that aren't uh as stress inducing in my opinion right like someone could come in here and say oh you know junior i don't know why you think futures are so stressful you just do x y and z i i just (laughs) I just don't got a good answer to that one. I mean, if someone else has it figured out, they got it figured out, but I definitely do not. Uh, Yeti420 says, I'm about to sub. Can you check out Rocket? I want to know your opinion on it for the wheel. You don't even need to sub. I, I don't want you to sub right now, actually. Like, just don't sub. I'll look at Rocket right now uh, while everyone trickles in. Save your sub for someone that needs it. Going here, this is my daily terminal. Uh, link by link, I, I'll, I'll talk about, uh, here, because this is gonna be in the podcast, I, I, sh- I have to start uh, reading the questions. Uh, link by link uh, asks, is Clob legit, or is Clover Help legit, or is it just WSB fodder? I'll probably just have speak my opinion on that real quick and then we'll move on to, but real quick for Yeti420, let's look at Rocket, we're gonna go to R- RKT. Flat day-to-day, down 0.18%. 
stocks go up, stocks go down, can't explain that. Um, I'm going to start by looking at the daily one-year chart because it has been a while since I looked at it. It looks like it has some decent support at where it's at right now. Um, at the $17 mark? Yeah, $17 mark. Uh, I'm going to go see and see the nearest monthly. You see here in the Tastyworks UI that there's one that doesn't have a W or there's a few that don't have Ws. These are called monthlies. Uh, those are going to have more particular options volume. I see here also it has a good fair bit amount of IV. Uh, it's at 50% right now, especially for the monthly, which is always nice. Um, a lot of people... Well, actually, this is kind of weird because they have a $16.89 strike which I'm not sure why, but more people seem to like that. Let me just look at the chart again. Yeah, I mean, 16.89 with the premium included is like the very bottom of the most recent dip, I guess, or it's a little bit below. No, it's about the same, yeah. The 16.89, a lot of people are expecting it to trade at the money. Um, that's okay. 11,000 open interest on the 1689 puts. Uh, is this a good use of premium though? That's the majority question. This is good. This is this is a good question. So Rocket right now is $17. Okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna round to $17. Um Rocket being $17 means that it only, and I'm putting quotes around only, right? Because it's sometimes $1,700 is amazingly a lot to say maybe a high schooler, but not so much someone that's retired. Um, it only, quote, takes $1,700 to write a rocket wheel. Uh, the, the first question that this came up was, can you check out Rocket? I want to know your opinion on it for the wheel. Rocket, to me is kind of like the Ford play. Like if you think that you like Ford uh, and you want to trade like the EV news, electrical vehicle news, uh, Ford doesn't seem too bad. However, here's the difference. Rocket is more growth based than Ford. Ford has already proved itself. It's been in the market for a really long time. Rocket is trading at a higher evaluation. Let me go ahead and just pull up Rocket on the Google thing. Rocket stock. Uh, they do have a P&E ratio of five. So actually, you know what? That's that's pretty cool that they have a P&E ratio of five. That is one of the more fairer stocks that I have seen uh, in terms of P&E ratio. Let me look at Ford real quick. Yeah, and Ford has a P&E ratio of 15, which if you're used to trading tech stocks, is both of them are still really low, but they're not necessarily tech stocks, so that can't be taken uh, at full value. Um, I think if you really like Rocket Mortgage, I think that's a pretty fine candidate to wheel. I would just be really careful of falling into the trap of thinking that it can't go lower uh, than this support. A lot of people, especially newer data game people, instantly look at a support and they, they want to sell a put at that support. But 
supports are there for a reason and if it gets broken there's a good chance it goes lower than the support so you are really playing with fire when you start selling strikes as support and you're just starting out what's recommended at least in my opinion when you first start out is you start selling options not at supports when the price is at the support but rather you sell the support strike when the when there's a good amount of buffer. Uh, you want to do like a 75% probability of profit strike, um, but you see here that this is uh, at the support of $17, uh, and that put that you might write has a probability of profit of 61. So if in order for this to be, you know, quote unquote safe, uh, you might want to start dropping that down to like 16.5. But at this level, like is the premium worth it you're putting seventeen hundred dollars up to make 20 bucks if it, it totally expires right usually you want to even put a 50 percent trigger so if you're only getting 20 bucks the the goal of this trade is to capture 10 does that sort of like make sense to you like does this risk reward does this amount of money that you put up make sense to you can that seventeen hundred dollars be rather used for something else so tons of questions that can spawn into a entire night of Google searches. I hope I answered a good bit. Uh, in my opinion, from my point of view, I wouldn't do it because I don't like Rocket Mortgage. Like I don't love Rocket Mortgage, therefore I don't trade Rocket Mortgage. If you love Rocket Mortgage, there's more, there's more foundation there. But if you just like Rocket Mortgage because it has arbitrarily high IV or that you think that it has you know, potential for mooning because you saw it on some discussion thread on Wall Street Bets, that's a little dangerous. But again, if you really believe in Rocket Mortgage, like fundamentally believe that like this is the future of like loans and stuff for houses and, houses and whatnot, then I think it's good. Uh, moving on, uh, is, Clov is Clover Health legit or WSB? fodder uh let's just look at the uh, implied volatility the implied volatility of this thing is 200 you are getting paid super fat to write anything to write a put to write a call <sighs> this is the time where you have to be extremely careful that you don't start suddenly loving the company because it's just suddenly mooned 22%. That should have nothing to do with the thesis of why you like the stock. You needed to like Clover before this jump in order to get in now. Otherwise, now, this is the definition of chasing the high. But, as you all know, I am a fan of trading at the top. Like, I don't mind trading at the top. The top doesn't scare me, especially if it's a company that I really like, aka, like, AMD, Apple, uh, NVIDIA, um, and we'll get into a few more that I like, but Clover Health has already taken off. You just have to understand that you might have just missed the rocket. However, if you really like Clover and you just so happened you were looking away one day and you never entered the position, maybe you valued uh, min-maxing over execution, then now suddenly Clover, you want to get back in? Uh, yeah, I mean... I would just listen to my trading at the top podcast episode because that's exactly how I would enter a position here. Yeti420, thank you for the sub. I did not need you to sub. I was totally down for you not to sub, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you a ton. Thank you. Um, if you 
I'm gonna trade Clover Health right now. My best bet, and this is Junie's opinion. If you listen to Junie's opinion, you're gonna lose a lot of money because Junie is not a financial advisor and Junie does not get financial advice. But if Junie loved Clover Health, he would more than likely just buy the shares at 1096 or whatever it is at market open tomorrow. It doesn't matter. And then sell an at the money cover call. And that would guarantee Junie $132 um, for the $1,100 that he basically put up to purchase Clover. And if it continues mooning, Junie just guaranteed $132. Or if it corrects tomorrow, well, Junie has a better break even than a lot of people that started off that morning. Right, that's where you kind of have to start framing your mind in terms of like when it comes time to I hate the term, but when it comes time to diamond hand something, right? Like when your favorite stock starts getting beaten down, you need to remember why you got in it. And if part of that reason is that you have a better price than the other people that got in that morning, that might just be enough for you to turn around and, and like hold it for long enough to make it worthwhile. Cool. Um, I am going to uh, just quickly read the chat. I want to start on the tier list um, when I finish reading. If there are more questions in here, then uh, I will try to get to them at the end. Uh, Ghost Cypher Inc. says, Sub Junie, just listen to podcast episode 110. I hope your mom's is feeling better. Thanks for opening up. Thank you for listening to that. And thank you for um, uh, just being, you know, a homie. Rusty Year says, you're... I love you, Rusty. You know that. Uh, Storm is killing my connection or uh, already might have to video on demand as usual. No problem. Uh, Wheaton says, bring back the cat headphones. Uh, they're at my parents' house. Whenever I'm at my parents' house, I will have the cat headphones on. Uh, Wheaton says, the reason why the .89 strikes are there is because of the special dividend a few months back. Wheaton is a smart man, everybody. Mr. Integrity says, greetings and salutations, friends. Candles asks, what are your favorite books for trading and have you read the Rich Dad series? My girlfriend makes fun of me all the time, but I also uh, make fun of her all the time. I don't read books. I just, I just, I don't have the attention span. I'm not smart enough to read books. So I, I just don't have a favorite book at the moment. Though, uh, Major, uh, one of the patrons and friend in the Discord uh, recommended me The Giving Tree. That book slaps. It's a kid's book. But 100 out of 100, I would recommend to everybody. Master Jado, good evening, Junie. Good evening, Master Jado. Double Burnt Bagel. Junie, I sold a call against my NVIDIA Leap Strike. Okay, 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 here we go. At 210. DTE June 2022 call expires this week. Is it wiser to roll it or cash out the leap and buy out the call? Overall, I make profit. Congrats on making the overall profit. Junie likes to keep things simple. Junie doesn't like rolling. I would probably cash out the leap and buy out the call, but that's just my opinion. That's honestly, I'm more of the risk adverse person now. I used to totally be all about just max risk. You know, you're only young one time. Uh, you can always file bankruptcy. I, I was that person in my lifetime, but I'm not that person anymore. I'm looking to buy a house soon. I would buy out the call. <laughs> um, Yeti says, thanks. Can't wait to hear my question being answered on the pod. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that will happen. John Tran. Hello, peeps. Hello, John Tran. 
Stop now asks, what's up with the jump in ACI? Sorry, I don't got time to look at that quite yet. Uh, I might look at that at the end of the stream if we got time. Mike D in the place to be. Hello, people. Hello, Mike D. Uh, the giving tree is the bomb. We in, I hate Peloton, XD. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's get started with the uh, the uh, the tier list. Okay, what, how are we doing on time? We got... Wow, should I stop doing this? Or is this like automatic good content? Because I just spent 36, potentially 40, 45 minutes answering questions before starting the tier list. I think there's like a lot of good information there. So maybe, yeah, I will... The people that get in early before 7.30, let's do this. I will answer your questions and it will be recorded on the podcast and everything. It's just an incentive to get here before 7.30 so we can start on time. Unfortunately, today we're starting seven minutes late, but nonetheless, thank you for coming and uh, let's get started. Uh, next on the list, uh, we have Alibaba. Alibaba is a... Chinese company, uh, you know, before last last year, I think, when I was trading Luck and Coffee, I didn't have anything against China. There was all that U.S. tariff China news when Trump was having that trade war with China and everything. Uh, but since that Luck and Coffee incident, it's really opened my eyes to. Uh, being careful of how much I really allocate to something that's very subjected to news. So remember, that's a, one of the reasons why Activision Blizzard wasn't S or A tier, just because it's very susceptible to news. Uh, the reason why Airbnb and Kathy Wood's ARK ETFs are in B and C tier are because uh, it's just subject to news, right? It, it, things will get penalized if they're subject to news. Um, I'm going to bring up uh, Baba stock on Google. Baba stock. Uh, Baba has a P&E ratio of 21, which is actually really insanely low for what it has been before. Uh, I'm just going to look at the... Wow. I'm just going to look at the chart here. October 16th of last year, it was at a high of 300 and seven dollars um just like two weeks ago a week and a half ago i reached a low of 157 and since then it's been bouncing there is some decent support at this level and the peony ratio is 21 i mean that's really really solid for a tech oriented uh e-commerce company wow Okay, so let's go into Tastyworks because uh, that's what Juni likes to use. Okay. Uh, Baba had a good day today, up 2.85%. Uh, this is the daily one-year graph that I'm showing here. Um, on the daily one-year, the 10 EMA is below the 50 and 200. Um, I'm gonna do the weekly one year. Yeah, even on, oh, no, the, the weekly one year is not on the death cross. That is okay. Wow. All right, let's change this back to daily one year. 
Yeah, and the recent low, when it hit like the 160s, it hit an RSI of 20, and that's on the daily one year. That is, that is a very rare moment to have when there's not a macro correction. Anything that hits 20 RSI on the daily one year, um, you should really consider going in like at least a little bit. If you actually like have just loved the stock, it being at 20 RSI being that oversold, remember like the standard is 30. I like to personally use 20 for the bottom and 80 at the top to catch the extremes to like have my eye catch that better. Um, that's cool. Uh, there was a double bottom type of thing that happened for the people that enjoy the Oogla Boogla uh, at the 160 mark. Uh, it's on the uptrend. There's more buy volume than sell volume as of recent. So that's cool. Let's look at the trade. Implied volatility, very solid for BABA. And open interest, rock solid. Rock solid. A lot of people are trading this. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so now we go... I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to the tier list now. Okay. BABA has... Very decent IV. I'd say it has good IV. I'm, I'm not going to underplay it. It has good IV, good implied volatility. Um, its p &E ratio is at 20. Very fair, especially for an e-commerce-based tech company. Uh, the only problem with it is that it's susceptible to China news. Now, a lot of that China news has already happened and a lot of it has affected the stock already. Is this the bottom of BABA? I don't know, I have no clue. But the price is fair, the IV is decent, lots of open interest. Is Jack Moss BABA CEO? This, ha this, this not, right? No, okay, Daniel Zing. Yeah. Can't really give the whole like CEO thing. But I feel, I don't feel good putting it at C. So just like Blizzard, I think Blizzard has a lot of the things going for it and so does Amazon. I like Baba as a play just a little bit more than even Blizzard. Um, and I think it's B tier. I think it's a solid, I think it's a solid play. I think it's gotten hit pretty hard. It's priced very fairly right now. Um, but it's just, again, very susceptible to China news and that is an entire black box that I cannot account for. And I'm not gonna pretend that like, okay, we're just not gonna disregard China and I'm just gonna put this in this tier, but we're not gonna talk about China. No, China is a huge thing. Cause chances are I put this in A tier and then Baba comes out tomorrow with some really bad China news and then everyone's like, oh my God, Judy C, that's why you gotta account for China and that's why you gotta do this. So Baba, B for Baba, B tier. Okay, 7.43, we got 17 more minutes left. Let's talk about Boeing. Uh, Boeing here, a lot of you understand my love for Boeing. Uh, I was trading Boeing for a large portion of this year. Uh, let's just quickly look at what Boeing is up to, just in BA, not BABA, but just BA, BA stock. It's at 2.14. 
Um, from this graph, and I'm just looking at the Google one, it doesn't look all too good. Or maybe it does, if it's another leg up. But this this price action can't can't be good. I'm gonna look at Tasty Rush real quick. Um, but just before we go, no PE ratio for Boeing, at least anymore. Uh, and that's a problem. Um, where Boeing did have a PE ratio, they've been impacted very heavily by COVID. They don't have a PE ratio. That's a that's a big no-no in terms of how I tier things. This automatically means it's not gonna be A or S tier. I'm gonna pull up Tastyworks. Look at Boeing. Uh, implied volatility on Boeing is decent, 34%. Look at the 10-day option volume. It's there. Good amount of open interest. Um, the daily one-year RSI is rock solid. Let's look at, and this is a little bit of, you know, if you were, uh, if you've watched the stream before, uh, you know that I like to look at this particular chart, TSA, uh, TSA, uh, what is it called? TSA travel numbers? There you go. Travel numbers graph. That's what it is. So this is super oobla boobla, but you want to, I, I'm, for those that are listening to the podcast, right now I'm showing a graph of travel numbers for 2019 and 2020 numbers and 2021 numbers. The 2021 numbers for travel is going insanely high. We're almost at 2019 levels before COVID. Uh, and that's a good sign. Obviously, it being a good sign depends on what your feelings are about COVID and how you interpret that. But travel numbers are almost back to normal. When travel numbers are back to normal, planes fly more, planes need to be replaced more, planes need to be ordered more. Um, and seeing this number break out of this like average here, I mean, but also on average, it seems like uh, people travel more during this time, which makes sense because people don't want to travel when it's super hot during summer. Uh, but more during like fall and stuff uh, but we're almost at normal numbers Boeing another stock that is incredibly susceptible to news um, it's kind of the reason why I've stopped trading Boeing um, because I started just trading more of just stocks that I love for just what I use and um, I've tapered back on like innovation type plays like Tesla and Boeing I never really traded Tesla heavily, but when I did, you know, I would make that innovation argument, but uh, I've tapered back on that. Um, going into just how I tier Boeing. Um, let me bring up Tastyworks for Boeing one more time, just in case I find anything. Uh, price action, our size in the middle, though, Price action is really scary right now. I can't give a good recommendation to trade Boeing. Like if someone said like, hey, I wanna trade something that's like relatively risky that will give me good returns. There's nothing here that screams that Boeing has to give me good returns 
at all. Whereas like if you, uh, I bring up the tier list here, Amazon, like it's been hit recently and Amazon is just a behemoth. Like there's a good, re there's a good reason to say that it will go back to its mean. Alibaba, same thing. There's a good reason to say that it go back to its mean. Same thing with Activision Blizzard. Boeing, just like it has China news, or not China news, but airline news to worry about, it's like COVID. I think I think that's I think that's what I've been looking for is COVID. Airbnb was um, was put down to a C tier because it was susceptible to COVID news. And I think because Boeing also doesn't have a PE ratio anymore. I think it's very in line with the reason why Airbnb is in C tier. So I'm gonna put Boeing in C tier. Uh, blazing through this, let's just talk about Best Buy. Let's bring up Best Buy. Uh, Best BBY stock. Uh, three Udiamonia. Thank you for the follow. I appreciate you. Um, was Best Buy always a three-digit number? No, it was not. It was just the bottom. Of, it recovered very well during COVID and stayed very high. Resale Lit is all over Best Buy. Resale Lit is also all over Target. Um, when thinking about the retail sector, I have a episode. Dude, I keep talking about it. I have an episode. It's called Girls Are Better Investors. And a huge premise of that episode is to buy where you shop at. So, you know, a, a place that like girlfriend loves to shop is Target. So I would tell her to just like, just like put your money in Target. It's better than a savings account. They pay a dividend, uh, fair p &E ratio. Like, not like I like present it to her that way, but it's just like, babe, you buy all your makeup from Target. Just, just buy Target stock. Um, Best Buy is a little, it's, it's in a different place now, right? Like whenever I personally buy electronics, it's never from Best Buy, unless if it's an attempt to get a graphics card or an attempt to get a PS5 or an attempt to get an Xbox. Though a lot of that stuff, the resale lit stuff has just been slowing down. Um, Best Buy, however, it commands a really nice P&E ratio of 11. I'm gonna bring up target stock and just see what P&E ratio that has. Target has a P&E ratio double of Best Buy. Um, it pays a dividend of 1.48, but this is not about Target. It's just a good comparison. Best Buy pays even a better dividend yield than Target. It pays 2.51%. That's pretty cool. I have never actually made that connection. That is really cool. Um, Best Buy has, been, has taken a pretty hard hit as of late, and it's at a really, really support here of like the 108 area um, year to date it's up 11% basically so that's cool I'm gonna bring up Best Buy um, on Tastyworks here BBY BBY Best Buy yeah I mean what the heck happened here was this this has to have been earnings Oh, the ex-dividend date is also soon. If you wanted to cash in on this dividend, you would need to purchase the stock before September 13th. Um, implied volatility, very average. Uh, open interest, kind of low. Like, I wouldn't... 
this wouldn't be my first retail stock that I sell options on. Like, that is guaranteed. There's, like, no way. I just want to compare this implied volatility to Target. Target's implied volatility much lower, but I think that's also because um, Best Buy has just, like, uh, has been tapering off since that big event that happened where it spiked up to 124 and now it's chilling at 111. Um, yeah, it's sitting at the 200 EMA. I, this is just like, what, what was that song that we were just looking at? Um, like Alibaba, like just at, it, it being at a support, you just need to be really careful um, not to assume that it's not going to break the support. But this is really cool. It is just sitting at the 200 EMA after today. Who knows what will happen tomorrow and just the following weeks. Cool entry. Okay. Uh, what else? Let me just compare this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Google. I'm going to compare this to Walmart. Walmart's P&E ratio is insanely high for retail at 41. What the heckin'? Okay. Um, I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I think... I think because Best Buy has that 2 point something, like 2.5 percent dividend uh not that i'm like a dividend trader but it's just really nice like when in doubt if you ever had to bag hold this thing and if you believe that like retail best buy has just i don't know it's just the like a go-to place where you need to buy your electronics i don't know you if you love best buy and you that's where you exclusively shop maybe because you love their return policy and you just like going to the store to buy your stuff and you just always go to best buy I think this is great. If I had a episode called Boys Are Better Trade Better Investors and I was just saying like, oh, invest in what you shop and you go to Best Buy all the time, it would be it would have the same exact argument as girls going to Target and buying all their makeup and all their groceries, all everything from Target and just, you know, going to Target. So Best Buy, because it doesn't feel bad to hold, it pays a decent dividend, the IV or implied volatility is decent, it's not good, it's decent. Option volume is not the best, but it doesn't have to be the best uh, to be in B tier. So Best Buy, you're getting the B tier. Um, six more minutes left. I think this will be our last stock. Wow, this is going to take forever. Uh, but I, I like doing this, so it's okay. Um, we're going to go to uh, BlackBerry now. Uh, Blackberry, but BB, I think it's just BB, BB stock. Uh, no PE ratio, no dividend, 1083. Uh, it's definitely cooled off from the uh, short squeeze uh, in January of this year. And it's also uh, cooled off from the double top of June this year. Uh, and it Seems like it's either taking a rest stop to the moon, quote unquote that, right? That's just what, you know, Fintwit likes to say or like Reddit likes to talk. It's just, it looks like it's either taking a rest stop or it's just continuing to cool off from earlier in June this year. 
Uh, gonna bring up Tastyworks because again, no peony ratio here. Nothing really to say like this is a solid hold. People that might scream like, oh, but Junie, you're not talking about this piece of news. You're not talking about this thing. You're not talking about the founder or CEO saying about this. You don't care about the cybersecurity thing. You understand that all of that is news. And if you're trading based on news, you're gonna get your feelings hurt really fast. And it's like not a solid way to get a reliable income from stocks. If you want to just have fun, have fun. Don't let me stop you. I think doing this type of stuff is really fun. I'm not gonna say that this is stupid or I'm not, I'm better than this because there's a part of me that wants to take part of this, but I just can't. I want a nice house, so I cannot do this. But if I was just gonna be single for the rest of my life, or you know, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna move to somewhere else and none of my money matters, I think this would be fun. I'm gonna bring up Blackberry now. BB. Uh, bounced off the 200 EMA. Um, it's cool, cool to see, cool to see. Uh, earnings for Blackberry are on September 23rd. Uh, if I'm recording the podcast, uh, I hope I remember to mention the earnings for that particular podcast episode. Uh, implied volatility for BlackBerry is insanely high. Uh, it's not as insane as a stock that we just looked at earlier today. Oh, Clover Health. Right, yeah. Um, but it's still pretty insane. Uh, BlackBerry is a short squeeze play um, that's from Wall Street Bets. Um, not a huge fan of those, especially if you're just starting out. Like, again, imagine if you're a Jamba Juice, like, or you're a student that is in high school, worked four summers in a row or two summers in a row at Jamba Juice, and you saved up, like, $5,000, and you slam it all $5,000 in BlackBerry calls, you might make it rich. I'm not going to stop you. You do it if you really want to do it, but there are way better ways to get your life and your finance goals started with that $5,000 that we will talk and I'll bore you with later, but we're not gonna talk about that now. Um, for $1,000, you get $20 a premium, where if you do a 50% trigger, you're basically putting $1,000 to make $10 on a short squeeze play. So this is not a stock you write puts on. Like this is the hugest red flag ever. It's like AMC category where, oh, Judy, but you're not supposed to sell puts on these short squeeze companies in order to capitalize the most. You're supposed to just buy calls, you, you stupid. Uh, yeah, I get it. But there are some people that might be listening to this because this is the Theta Game podcast and Theta Game stream that might be like, hmm, you know, it can't go tits up if I sell a put because, you know, I get in at the price I want. Chances are, if it reaches $10, it's also going to reach $9, $8. And you're going to bag hold very, very hard. And you're going to wonder why you wrote this thing to make $10 off a 50% trigger. Um, in order for this play to be successful, you need to either be having fun or be buying very risky positions. And that could be either long stock or just like uh, buying calls or leaps. Again, it's very risky, but it can make you a lot of money. It's fun. But 
because it's not a sound investment, I have to put this in the gut category. Like, there's no, there's no if, ands, or buts. Like, there's, you can tell me again, all this news is about to happen, but you can't have a stock that's dependent on news. That's a big recipe for disaster. Um, people that were in that uh, Bill Ackman stock or that Bill Ackman SPAC will know know this. People that traded AMC will know this. BlackBerry will know this. Um, uh, Tilray, uh, people will know this. If your stock depends on news, you're really, really asking for it. You're not playing house. You're playing the gambler. You're playing. You're playing the person that walks into the casino, right? You want to play as the casino. You want to feel like you have the advantage. Don't depend on news. You're not writing the news piece. There you go. Uh, that about wraps it up. I'm gonna give a shout out to everyone that uh, commented on this uh, Twitter post here. Uh, I'm gonna quickly give this a refresh. Uh, I wanna give a quick shout out to uh, those that replied to my tweet here. I wanna give a shout out to Candles, Ahad Hussein1999, Guy 54 Best Brian, Mr. Integrity, Autumn, Drakofufu, hello, hello, uh, Anthony13441, uh, AJS 2020, Dogo, Tamid, and Young Nordex. Um, thank you all for stopping by for the stream. Um, it's always a pleasure to have a platform where people care about my opinion. Uh, and uh, again, if you want to trade risk with risk and you want to have fun, do it. Don't let anybody stop you. But if you want to like get that bigger bankroll so that someday you can wheel that really big stock like AMD or Nvidia or Shopify, you need to start protecting your wealth as you build it. There's no reason to uh, continually risk and reload your portfolio. Everybody, have an awesome rest of your Tuesday, awesome rest of your week. Let's kill it, let's account for max loss, let's be safe, let's have fun, let's be good people, and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. If you want to go ahead and see me live when I record these, uh, or when I stream these, actually, uh, you can go to Twitch at twitch.tv slash realthetagang, uh, and you can leave me a follow there to be notified whenever I go live, or you could just optionally tune in on Tuesdays at 7.30 Pacific Time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at realthetagang, and you can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Thetagang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks. And signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge, huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. Uh, I want to give an extended shout out to my patrons here. Um, here we go, I'm bringing it up now. Pocket Change, Andrew E.C. Kim, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZM, Melop, Johnny B. Good, Jackie, BO2, Empty Can, Mods, Royal, Mitch 87, Ensis 88, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, Benz, Beans, J. Kim. I gotta start learning to say that better. Statistically Random, Tom Thomas, Mr. Integrity, Drevy, Jeffrey, 
86, Annabelle Wheaton, DJ Mac 86, Nob, Vlad TC, Cheese, Maltman 1856, Trayvonis, M. Hayden, Le Little, Mr. Sneezy, Metal Dunder, Grapevine 95, Gorlami, Tsunami, Leo Justin, Fancy Wolf, Maestro XC, Nate the River, Wolkai, Norfus, Beery, Patriot, Chicken Dinner, Slava Lip, and Ivory, Yurkanov, Decentral, Arfman, Lord Skeletor, Lazy Reservist, Jester, Krispy Kreme Boy, Put Put, Restier, Shifty, and AG. Uh, we will be back on scheduled programming uh, sometime late next week for episode uh, 115. I hope you enjoyed today's episode 114. At least that's what I think it is. Wow, it has been a while. Um, I guess two episodes ago, it's officially been two years. Did I mention it in that episode? I, I don't think so. Right, 56 plus 56... Fifty-six, yeah, one twelve. Episode one twelve was the two-year anniversary of the podcast, and it is really crazy how how far and how big um, the podcast has gotten. But big is relative, as you all know, right? Like um, my uh, let me just let me bring it up here again because I feel like I'd be talking out my butt if I didn't uh, bring this up, uh, what is it, podcast, uh, podcast, Spotify, there you go, and I get to see my stats, uh, dashboard, um, I need to log in my other account, boom, boom, uh, what the heckin, oh right, because I don't actually have it connected with OAuth. Boom. Login. Catalog. Um, here we go. Vault time. Yeah, per, per episode. Wow, that's a, that's a helicopter. Uh, per episode, uh, on a 30 day average, uh, I reached like a maximum of like a thousand. Uh, I'd say a lot of people are actually just in the episodes from 78 to 86 right now. Um, I know a lot of people when they first hear a podcast episode, they will start listening to the most recent ones while they start binging in the middle or sorry, not in the middle, but in the beginning. And I think a majority of my listeners are just somewhere in the 78 to 87 uh, section right now. Um, but yeah, really cool. Uh, I see that, yeah, I get an average of like 700 over 30 days. That's pretty awesome. Uh, and I have 6,224 followers at this current moment. Um but, I mean, this just really goes to show, I don't advertise this. I don't say, like, hey, like, come check out my podcast and spam it all over Reddit or spam it all over Twitter. Uh, I really just record by myself in my room, and I just talk. I'm very passionate about what I do, and uh, I, I hope it, like, shows. And I, I know that I've been getting some positive feedback about that, so that's great. Uh, but if you are passionate about cars, collectibles, comic books, movies, people 
are willing to listen. Like as long as you're not expecting a worldwide audience uh, or like a worldwide stage on your first episode, I think it would be really, really fun if you just turned on the mic and started recording. Like you don't even need to release it, right? Like it's one of those things where like if you're mad at someone, you write them an angry letter and then you throw the letter away. <laughs> like just start recording and heck, if you don't like it, then just don't upload it. But at least you can say you like push the record button and gave it a shot. Um, Cause there might be, there might come a day where you have a tough day at work or you uh, have a tough time just with life. And you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to do this thing. Uh, my life is already not doing so hot, so I'm just going to put this out there. Like, who cares, right? Like, And that's kind of, you know, like a, a good motivator for some people is like when you think that it can't go any lower, that's sometimes when people start um, turning the corner is that that little bit of I don't care what other people think of me that gets you to that next step. Um, but if you're, you know, say you're pretty content with life and you know you're on the other side uh starting a podcast can really help you just develop speaking still skill <laughs> as i say speaking skills it can help you develop speaking skills uh helps a little bit with writing too especially if you write summaries or if you need to help summarize um uh, you know what you've said or help explain to someone that might not have understood the entire topic of a podcast uh, or a podcast episode. Uh, the AD Gang, just in general, has been like a blessing uh, to me. Like it gives me a whole bunch of purpose, like outside of work, right? Like I know a lot of people um, go to work to get the money to do their things that they love to do, but there is a very dangerous pattern that like I've been becoming more aware of, of just like. If you are working and you are looking forward to your vacation and the vacation is like the highlight of your year, there is something wrong with that, in my opinion. I'm going to protect myself there and say it's my opinion. My opinion can suck. My opinion can be wrong, but that's my opinion. I think your day-to-day should be so awesome or so above average that your vacation is not a highlight and that's something that i think i get out of theta gang which i hope other people can um get motivation from because i think it's kind of whack to work somewhere be stressed all the time and then be so excited for like a week vacation only to go back into the trenches and like be stressed again like, what's the point of working if you're just going to be stressed and it's just for, uh, you know, affording a lifestyle that, you know, you're you're basically wanting because you've been influenced this far in life to want expensive things because you're making more money now uh, to impress people that you don't even like, etc., etc. Like, that, that, all that stuff is kind of like entrepreneurial um, regurgitation there. Like, there's a lot of, like, terminology or, like, phrase there that you'll see in a lot of like short videos on like Instagram Explorer or TikTok of, you know, entrepreneurs basically saying, oh, you better grind so you don't have to, whoa, you know, live out someone else's dream. But I'm not, that's what I'm not trying to convey really is just like, 
I'd rather have people just start thinking about how can you make your day-to-day have more purpose? Like if you go to work and you work and you come home and then you play video games and you sleep, which is, you know, what I do sometimes, right? Don't get, I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody here, but if you go to work, play video games when you get home and go to sleep, that seems like something that you can do for actually for the rest of your life. And if you're cool with that, then I'm cool with that. But if you find that, you know, you're not as happy as you think you could be, that I think is a loop that you should try to break yourself out of. You know, instead of queuing up for that third game um, or that third match, maybe you end it early and then you devote like an hour to learning how to do something. Like learn how to actually record a podcast, learn what programs you need and learn, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like learn how to garden, learn how to uh, play guitar, learn how to uh, record music videos, learn how to record gameplay and edit videos of your gameplay that you just played and maybe be one of those people that are funny with the with adding memes in, inside of gameplay clips of highlights and stuff or you can if you watch streams all day why don't you become like a video editor and you just make compilations of like streamers highlights of their streams right there's so many ways that you can have what you already do in your normal life just have that one extra level to it that might break you out of that loop that makes you unhappy but here's the thing a lot of people right now are probably like fuming and just like cringing at the fact that like oh junior if they're happy with what they're doing just let them be happy like you don't need to tell them that they need to work more after they get off work that's only you you only you do that i said specifically that if what you are currently doing is making you unhappy that this is something that you can consider right like if you are already happy and you're content maybe you have a family that you just need to provide for you just go to work and the work has nice uh, work-life balance that gives you plenty of time for family pays you well gives you good stability cheers good as long as you're happy i don't care about any of the money or the stability if you work at the most volatile work environment and it makes you happy that's what makes me feel good inside when it's you're so sad that you feel stuck and you use something to numb that stuck feeling like video games or drugs that's when you know i'll offer some of this advice here um and this isn't financial advice i'm giving you legit homie to homie, uh, like 700 people listening to this stream type of advice. I'm not speaking to like a million people. I don't have ads on my podcast episodes. I don't make money from this. This is me taking literally time out my, it's 12, 15 a.m. on Friday now, or it's Thursday, 9-9-2021, and I'm, I've just gone on, what is it, 50 minus 42? Like, I've gone on like an 18-minute tangent on this thing, right? It's, if if you are unhappy, you're in control of it. You don't have to be unhappy forever, right? I get unhappy a lot, but I'm always grateful. 
if you want to see one of the most famous tweets that I've ever tweeted, uh, go to my Twitter at twitter.com slash realthetagang. Uh, I have a screenshotted uh, email that I think you would enjoy. It might give you a little bit of inspiration there. Um, it definitely helped me when I was down. And funny enough, uh, that person that sent me that email uh, wasn't feeling so hot, and I reciprocated it back uh, within with an email and another surprise, which I won't say on the podcast, but um, yeah, I'd say that they appreciated it. And, uh, you know, if you do something nice, people notice. And if you continue to do nice things, other people will also continue to do nice things. I'll see everybody next week.